Well, boys and girls, it's great to have you with us um, for the service this morning. Um, but whoever we are, whether we're three or 93 or somewhere in the middle, let's pray that God would teach us and help us uh, this morning. Let's pray. Please, Heavenly Father, as we turn to your word, the Bible, please would you speak to us, teach us, encourage us. However old or young we may be, help us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, boys and girls, uh, last week in our catechism, you may remember that Josh was teaching us all about how we needed to have faith, that if we're going to be saved, we've got to have faith in Jesus. But our question for today is, what is faith? Put your faith in Jesus, what does that even mean? Well, it's not an easy question, but wonderfully, um, in the Bible, we've got a true story that gives us the answer. We've just had it read to us, this story about this man that Jesus met. You see, Jesus was walking on the road to Jericho, and there was a great big crowd of people going with him. And as they got closer to the city, uh, there was a man uh, sitting by the side of the road in the dust. Now, boys and girls, if you'd been there, and if you'd looked, you'd have seen his clothes, and you'd have seen that they were kind of old and a bit shabby. And you'd have seen him maybe holding a paper cup like this with a few coins in it, asking people to put in some coins you might even have seen him holding up a cardboard sign that his friend helped uh, put together for him. I wonder if one of the boys and girls, I'm going to put it up on the screen. I wonder if one of the boys, could, boys or girls could read what it says on that sign. Yeah, go for it. I'm blind. Please give me money for food. That's right. Um, he was blind. He couldn't see, and back then, no one wanted to give him a job, which meant he couldn't get money for food or for clothes, which meant the only thing that he could do was to beg. Could you give, could you give me a coin, please? Could you, could you spare me a coin? Could you give me a little bit of money so I could buy some food? Could you give me a coin? Oh, thank you. Could you give me a coin? All day, every day, could you give me a coin, please? But on this particular day, his ears prick up, and he hears lots of footsteps going past, and he hears the, he hears the noise of voices and people talking. And so he asks the crowd, what's going on? Now, what do they answer? What does the crowd answer? Who do they say is passing by? Let's have a look. What do they, who do they say is passing by? Jesus, that's right. And what do they call Jesus? Can any of the boys and girls read it? They said, yeah, go for it. Brilliant. That's exactly right. They say Jesus of Nazareth is coming. Nazareth is the, is the place where Jesus grew up, his hometown. Now, boys and girls, you and I know that Jesus isn't just Jesus from Nazareth. We know that Jesus is also Jesus from heaven. 
that he's King Jesus from God. But the crowd didn't know that. They just saw him as Jesus of Nazareth. If you'd asked him, is, is, is he an important man? They'd have said, yes. If you'd asked him, is he an interesting man? They'd have said, oh, yes, absolutely. If you'd asked them, is he more than a man? Oh, no, no. He's just Jesus of Nazareth. And as the crowd go past this man, it's all Jesus of Nazareth this, Jesus of Nazareth that. Uh, did, you, did you hear what Jesus of Nazareth said? Yeah. Where do you think Jesus of Nazareth is going? How long have you been in this crowd following Jesus of Nazareth? But on hearing that Jesus, Jesus is nearby, the blind man shouts out to him. But the blind man doesn't shout out Jesus of Nazareth. What does the blind man shout out to Jesus? What does the blind man call Jesus? Yeah, go for it. Brilliant, that's absolutely right. He says, Jesus, son of David. And the crowd shush him, be quiet. And so he shouts even louder, Jesus, son of David. What does he mean by calling Jesus the son of David? Well, David was the great king in the Old Testament. And God had promised King David that one of his grandsons, one of his great-great-grandsons, would be the forever king. So by calling Jesus, Jesus, son of David, really this man is saying, Jesus, you're the king. You're that forever king. So that's the first thing that faith means. Faith means saying to Jesus, not just you're, you're quite important or you're quite interesting, but saying to Jesus, you're the king. You're in charge. Uh, you are the one who rules. You are the most important. So I wonder, boys and girls, and adults as well, do we see that Jesus isn't just some man from Nazareth, but that he is the king? That's the first thing of what faith means. But then have a look. What's the next thing that this man says to Jesus? I wonder if any of the boys and girls could read this one out for me. What's the next thing that he says to Jesus? Go for it. Have mercy on me. You're both absolutely right. Have mercy on me. In other words, he says, I know I don't deserve it, but please help me. So do you notice, he didn't say to Jesus, Jesus, you owe me. You owe me some help. When I was a teenager, uh, on Saturday afternoons, this is what I spent my time doing, cutting the grass of neighbors' lawns. And um, I would go around the neighbors, and I would cut their grass. And after I'd cut the grass and tidied it all up, uh, the neighbor would come out to me and say, how much do I owe you? And I would say, you owe me five pounds. And then they would give me the money for the work that I'd done. But we can't ever say that to Jesus. We can't ever say to Jesus, you owe me. You know, I've done all of this work for you, Jesus. I've done everything that you've asked for me. Uh, you owe me forgiveness. You owe me a place in heaven. No, you can't say that because he doesn't. We haven't done anything to deserve those things. Actually, we've sinned against him and disobeyed him. 
So if we want, if we want Jesus' help, if we want to be forgiven and a place in heaven, we've got to be like this blind man. We've got to say to Jesus, not you owe me your help, but have mercy on me. I know I don't deserve it, but please help me. And Jesus shows this man mercy. He stops and asks him, how can I help you? And this time, the man doesn't ask for money. It's as if he turns around his cardboard and says, please fix my eyes. He says, Lord, I want to see. And amazingly, just like that, Jesus does it. He fixes his eyes. For years, it must have been like he was in a pitch black room, not even able to see the hand in front of his face. Then Jesus comes along, and it's like he switches on the lights, and he can see. How amazing for this man. Now, we just got to pause there for a moment, uh, because we've just got to realize that Jesus doesn't promise to fix our broken bodies. He doesn't promise to fix our broken bodies, at least not here and now in this life. In the next life, absolutely, for sure. In the next life, he's going to fix every bit of us that's broken and give us strong, healthy bodies that work exactly how they're meant to. But in this life, he may not fix our broken bodies. He may not fix our eyes. But he does promise to fix our hearts. And he may not save our sight, but he does promise to save our souls. And he might not make us new on the outside, but he does promise to forgive our sin and make us new on the inside. But to receive those things, we've got to be like this blind man. We've got to have faith. We've got to say to Jesus, you're the king, have mercy on me. But there's one final thing that we've just got to learn about faith. One third bit of what it means to have faith. Because what does the man do after Jesus fixes his eyes? I wonder if one of the boys and girls could read out verse 43 for me. You've been doing excellent reading so far, I must say. I wonder if any of the boys and girls could read out verse 43. Go for it, Logan. Brilliant. That's right. Exactly right. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. So he doesn't say to Jesus, oh, Jesus, it was really, really nice to meet you, and thanks ever so much for what you've done, but I'm off here. I'll see you later. Cheerio. And he doesn't do what we sometimes do at Christmas, and we get given a gift, and we get so excited by the gift, and all we can think about is this gift that sometimes we can forget about the person who gave it to us. He doesn't do that. Not this man. Oh, he's delighted that he can see again. But he doesn't just forget about Jesus and wander off. No, he says, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. 
Jesus made him see. And now all he can see is Jesus. Jesus fixed his eyes. And now his eyes are fixed on Jesus. Jesus saved his sight. And so he gets up and follows him, praising God. To follow means to say to Jesus, look, I want to be like you. I want to learn from you. I want to live my whole life for you. And that's so, so important as we think about faith. Because faith involves following, following Jesus. Now, just as we close, boys and girls, I wonder if anyone has ever played, hands up if you ever played the game Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, plenty. Hands up if you've ever played the game Monopoly and it hasn't ended in tears. <laughs> it's one of those games, isn't it? That always seems to end in tears. Anyway, in Monopoly, uh, you can get one of these. This is called a get-out-of-jail free card. And if you get one of these cards in the game, it means that when you la if you land in jail during the game, you can just give in that card and you get set free. But for most of the game, having this card makes no difference at all. It just sits at the bottom of your pile of cards. You can forget all about it until you need it. Now, sometimes some people think that having faith in Jesus is like having a get-out-of-jail-free card. That once Jesus has forgiven us and he's got a place in heaven ready for us, we can just forget about him and get on with our lives and put him at the bottom of our pile until the day we need him. But now, as we see from this man, faith involves following. Putting our faith in Jesus isn't just saying to Jesus, you're the king, have mercy on me, full stop, that's it. It also involves saying, and I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. So boys and girls, let's, let's see whether we've got this or not. This has been our question. What is faith? And it's saying to Jesus three things. Firstly, it's saying to, to Jesus, you're the what? You can shout out the answer. You're the Yeah, go, go for it. King, that's right. You're the king. It's also saying to Jesus, have what on me? You can shout it out. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Absolutely right. And it's saying more, one more thing. It says, I'm going to what? I'm going to what you? I'm going to just shout it out. Follow. That's right. I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. You're the king. Have mercy on me. I'm going to follow you. And so, just as we close, boys and girls, and grown-ups too, will you put your faith in Jesus? You know, if you haven't done that, today would be a brilliant day to do that. And all it would mean would be a simple prayer: Jesus, you're the king. Please have mercy on me and help me to follow you. And just as he saved that blind man's sight, so he would forgive you and save you. And if you have already put your faith in Jesus, will you keep putting your faith in Jesus every single day, seeking to live with him as king, asking for his mercy 
and seeking his help to follow him all the days of our life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he is the king. Help us to see that. We thank you that he is willing to show us mercy and forgive our sins, even though we don't deserve it. Please would he have mercy on us. And we thank you that he is worthy of being followed. Help us, please, every single day to follow him and learn from him and trust him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.